Welcome, welcome, welcome to my uh, ninth episode of IDK with Christian. I can't believe it has been nine episodes. That's crazy. Also, I want to announce I'll be adding four more episodes to IDK with Christian season one. So episode 10, April 2nd, will not be the last episode. We'll be going all the way till May 28th, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So let's just get into it. We have some good people here that's going to talk about a lot. Uh, a lot about the world and everything and their opinions on how the world has been acting when it comes to minorities with minorities and then minorities against the majorities as well. So let's get into it. This episode is called IDK, Can Minorities Coexist? And I hope that at the end we can answer this question to the best of our abilities. So let's get into it. I want to introduce our first guest is somebody that is not a new face. Well, no, that's someone you've seen before. Yes, that's how I'm going to do it. Somebody you've seen before. Hello, Kaylee. You are on Hey. Hey, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good. Introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Kaylee. I'm 17. I go to Wakefield High School, and I am Native American. Okay. Um, so our next one is a new face, and I bet she's going to have a lot to say, and I can't wait to hear everything she got to say. Hello, Jennifer. Jennifer. Ooh, my bad. Hi. Hey. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. That's good. Introduce yourself. Tell me. How about you? I'm Jennifer Tran. I'm 17 years old, and I am Vietnamese-American. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Our next one is a, a not... Uh, somebody you already seen, yes, Ooh, words. Iana, hey Iana, how you doing? Hey, I'm Iana. I live in New York City. Um, I'm Caribbean American, and I'm a senior. Okay. All right. Our next one is Ariana. Hey, Ariana. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Ariana, and I'm 16. I go to Wakefield, and I'm African American. Okay. And last but certainly not least, we have Adriana. Hey, Adriana. Hi, everybody. Y'all probably remember me from um, back in February, from the podcast in February. Um, I'm Adriana again. I live in New York City and I go to school in New York City. I am Caribbean American and Portuguese American. Okay. So let's. First, I want to say that this episode, again, is not to attack anybody, but just to start a conversation. We are going to try to answer this big question that is going to take a lot to process. Can minorities coexist? And it's not just a yes or no question because all the history minorities have with minorities and minorities have with those just the world in general. So let's get started with the first question. All right. So the first question is. When you hear the word minority, what race do you think of first? All right, Jennifer, you want to start it off for us? Um, when I hear the word minority, I definitely think 
about Asians first, and that's because I am myself Asian in my family. And I mean, growing, but then obviously I still think, and then, sorry, and then a quick second after, I think about all the other minority groups as well. But the first race that comes into mind is Asian because I mean, I grew up being Asian and every time, like those like little sheets of paper that my parents would get or like my brother would get or even I would get sometimes and it would ask for like your information and then there's like the race box you'll yeah. always see I always see my parents check off like Asian and then obviously you know growing up you're looking around and you can obviously tell that you're different from everyone else mm -hmm. okay Kaylee um for me personally I don't really think of one specific group I think I just think of like a group of diverse people, which sounds like like I made that up, but I don't, my mind doesn't jump to one specific race when you're a minority. It's more of like the overall peoples, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. Adriana? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm biased because I'm Black, so I obviously think Black first or um people who minorities who are darker like maybe um southeast asians or latino dark like afro latinos that's definitely what comes to mind first and i know it's because i'm dark-skinned that i think this way and that's what um my family is and um in new york city there's a lot of people that look like that there and i surround myself with those people at times so that's what tends to come in my mind at first. Okay. Ariana. I think any way other than like a white person when I think of the word minority, basically. Okay. So with that being said and what y'all thought about what minority think of first, then the sec it leads us to our second question. Do you think that all minorities are created equal? And let me reiterate and let me explain that. So as we talked about going back, let's go to American history real quick. So everybody take out your notes and pencils. The constitution said that all men are created equal. At that time, that men that were created equal were rich white men. You gotta own property, you gotta have this and that. Then later on into the 19th century, if I'm being if I'm not mistaken, it became all white men poor middle class rich if you're white you are all created equal you could vote buy property blah 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 but that didn't that didn't uh say they didn't they all men are created equal but that was only for the white or the majority at that time not for african americans asians native americans hispanics and etc cetera, etc cetera, any other things outside of the white so then our question is now, as our time progress, do we think that all minorities are created equal? And let's start, Ariana, you take this one first. I don't know. Um, I think like this is a very tricky question because like some minorities do get advantages that other minorities do not, but also these advantages do hurt other minorities and you know I mean like at the end of the day like minorities are the group that's like 
has a lower like percentage like as far as population goes and so minorities are always well I do think there are at like um social and like economic disadvantages mm-hmm. between like different minority groups but I definitely think that that has to do with like stereotypes that have been like given to certain minority groups throughout history oh okay uh, Iana. Okay, I would say um, that, yes. But I feel like it's within, like, the different groups. Because for, because for, like, Native Americans, my family lives in New Mexico. Like, a lot of my family lives in New Mexico. And, like, Native Americans aren't really, like, treated the best, like, as they should be. Mm-hmm. And they're not, like, given some of the resources that other people are given. So, like, I've seen that. And then I'm Black, so, like, I see how, like, what goes on in the Black community and then what's going on in the Asian community right now. And so, like, we're not all equal in, like, our own. And then it's all coming from, like, different races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Jennifer. I agree. Like, I wish, I mean, I wish, like, all minorities would be created equally, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're looking at, like, the news these days, like, it's all, it's like, it's not, it's, it makes me sad to think about that. You know, it's, it's life. It's mm. reality. And I agree with, like, what Ariana said and Miana said, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, um, that, you just you see like different groups being being treated differently and even though we can all agree that that we are seen differently by white people mm-hmm. we still have um different problems within each um group so that makes sense yeah definitely okay kaylee I definitely agree with pretty much everything that you guys have said. And I think it's not so much that we're not created equal. I just think that it's, we're not treated equal and we don't treat each other equally. Because mm. I think about like how you were talking about, you know, in the constitution, it's like all men are equal, but there's there's no women, you know, there's no people of color. And so I think it's just more, of how we're treating each other than because like on a on a basic level we definitely all are equal and we all should be treated equal but we're not and so i think it's more of that than creation okay definitely so i want to go to the question that we talked about before we uh aired and if y'all remember because i want i want y'all to uh, say because I, I think this is a very connecting to towards this question that we just answered that is my is it minorities against the majority or is it minorities against minorities and let me explain that as we we were talking about how like anybody outside of white is minorities but and if you're if you're white you're the majority because there's more as in the let's say in the united states there are more whites in the united states versus there are african americans hispanics asians etc cetera, etc cetera. so Let's see. I want to see what y'all think. Is it really a minority 
against majority or is it just minorities against minorities that were just fighting against each other, butting heads, except for holding hands, saying kumbaya, trying to fight against majority. So um, let me see. Adriana, you start this one. And everybody's going to answer this one. I don't understand the question. Can you repeat it again, please? Definitely. So is it ma minorities against the majority? Or is it minorities against minorities? So from what we what you had previously, I I still think it's um, minorities against majorities. I oh. feel like there's a lot of work to do. Um, in the community to help non-people of color understand people of color better. Um, I know there's a racial divide and even an ethnic divide or a religious divide um, between certain minorities mm -hmm. and even in minority groups. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like if we were all just respectful and open to learning like different unlearning and understanding everyone else's culture ethnicity or race i feel like there wouldn't be a divide or something to say that reversing this person mm -hmm. definitely okay jennifer i agree i think it's um more of majority against minorities even though Again, I mean, minorities versus minorities can happen. I think, I mean, throughout history, it's it's always like you know, majority against minorities, and so we have to like stick together. Even though, again, sometimes it's minority versus minority. But I think, sorry, I keep like repeating myself, but overall, it's like majority or minority, oh. major majority versus minority. Um. Iana. I really feel like it's minority versus majority. Um, I think this because, like, that's what you mostly see, like, with, like, everything that happened last summer um, within the Black community, you see it was, like, the mi the minority, the majority race with um, African Americans. And, um, and then, like, throughout others, even, like, what's going on with, like, the Asian community, I feel like it's, like, all different races. So it can also be um, minority versus the minority because I've seen, like, videos of minorities doing it to the Asian race, and the Asian race is, like, a minority also. So I feel like it can go both ways, but majority of the time, I feel like it's minority versus, minority versus majority. It, it, it is a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Um... Kaylee. I agree with everybody and um, what Adriana was saying about how at the end of the day, it shouldn't be anybody versus anybody. But like I was saying before, historically, it's more minority versus majority. And but still throughout history, there's always been minority versus minority. So it's just kind of like there's always majority versus minorities happening. And I think there's 
kind of like spikes of minority versus minority. Like it's always happening too, but I feel like it's not as blatant as majority versus minority, if that makes sense. Definitely. Ariana. Um really I feel like in a lot of cases, like especially with the society that we live in now, it's really like everybody um against everybody because like Iana said, like a lot of minorities have been targeting other minorities. And I really feel like a major like part of that is based on like stereotypes that like we literally like absorb from like when we're kids and then like they keep like reoccurring over time. And then we start to like think like, oh, because I saw this on TV and I've seen a few people like a part of this minority group like this, then it kind of like builds up some kind of like hatred Mm -hmm. against a certain group of people. So I really think that now it's not like now in today's society, it's not just majority versus minority because there is not a lot of POC uh, solidarity mm-hmm. as, as of right now. Okay. I want to add a question. I want to add a question. So bear with me, y'all, because I think this is a very prevalent question as right now for us, all of us right now. Iana, you're on your way to college. So tell them about like your how it was. And then for us, that's going to be starting applying for colleges this summer and all the way to like, you know, senior year. Do you think because of your race, you have an advantage on getting in when it comes to just like the colleges, the classes you might take, the different regions of colleges you're trying to apply for, jobs, uh, economic status? Like, do you think because of your race, there is this advantage that as a minority that some minorities don't have as? by themselves kaylee okay so i'm not gonna say an advantage but one thing that i look at is one of my top schools right now is nc state just because i know native people there and they have like a lot of native inclusion and they have native staff so that was like a really big thing that influenced me to like participate in programs there and to really look at that as a college it's not necessarily an advantage but i think that was definitely an influence for why I would want to go to that school. Ariana. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, Iana. Iana, you raise your hand first. Okay. Um, with, like, advantages. So I'm going to start with, like, a job. So I work at American Eagle, which is very, like, white. Um, And I feel like I got the job because I'm black. And, like, they kind of – like, majority of the employees – are white and like there's only like maybe two or three black kids and there's only like two or three black kids so I feel like that was an advantage for me um so that they can have some kind of like culture going on mm-hmm. um and then for school so I want to Fordham University next year or like this year um and it's a private school in New York City but it's majority white and i feel like i probably got in and like got scholarships and everything because like i'm black and they kind of need like they i feel like a lot of places and schools use like especially pwis they use like black people or like any person of color 
Um, tokenized minorities, tokenizing minorities. Yeah, and so I feel like that's why I got into Fordham, or like not why, but like yeah, helped. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, uh, Ariana. Um, I think that as far as bear with me, I forgot some parts of the question, but um, <laughs> as far as the college application goes, um, the application process goes. When I was looking at my um, like colleges that I'm interested in, I really was looking at like the minority percentage because okay. like I I'd prefer to go to a very diverse school like as far as like minorities go, um, and I think as far as like college admissions are, um, I'm about to bring a little history lesson to y'all. So in my English class, we had to read this, we had to read this book and this passage where it was like they created, like I think it was either the SAT or the ACT to kind of like stop so many um, Jewish like teenagers from going to school. So, and then over time, like, I don't know if any of y'all know about this, but, like, some, like, admissions process program thing that, um, like, negatively affects Asians trying to, like, apply to schools. And it's supposed to, like, benefit people of other mm. and things like that. But it's, I guess, but it's to um, hurt people who are Asian and applying to schools. And then you also think about resources to like study for certain things, even for like certain classes and then resources giving to kids at certain schools, especially like inner city schools that don't have a lot of funding. And then a lot of money, like I know for like the medical field, you have to have like, it's good to have resources to uh, help you become successful in that industry. Definitely. Jennifer. Um, for like college applications, I'm, I'm definitely going to bring up the fact that I am Asian American, Vietnamese, and I'm Vietnamese. Because, I mean, I think it, all, all schools in that, and even, even like workplaces and future industries, they, they want to have diversity within that school or workplace or just environment in general. Um, but I also think personally as an asian american that there is a disadvantage and this also i've heard something similar about what ariana said as well i can't remember what school but me and my other friends were talking about it and it was something about this specific university and it was a very high-end university as well um were more likely to reject and deny acceptance to asian americans but it was more so because of the stereotype of Asians being super smart and being really good at academic stuff. And when they see an Asian American having really poor grades, because personally, I don't I don't get the best grades every single time. So mm-hmm. when they see that you're not on top of grades, they're going to be like, mm, you're Asian American and you're not getting good grades. That's a no. Even though so, so many Asian Americans and students in general have other things going on. They have like so many clubs, so many 
leadership roles like myself I'm, I'm in a lot of clubs as well and I'm vice president for one of the clubs that I'm in mm-hmm. but just to think about the chance that the only reason I didn't get in is because they see me as an Asian American so they use the stereotype of me being smart mm-hmm. against me that makes sense yes that that yes and we're, we're going we're going to get to how did what because I thought another question we're going to do Adriana um, I wouldn't say it's like a blessing or a curse, mm-hmm. but it's like, like, I know a lot of schools, they might pick me only because I'm black and they need more black students. Mm-hmm. And then I know other schools, they cater more to a specific group of people, so they won't choose me. And, um... Sometimes I feel like, okay, sometimes race doesn't even need to be a thing when, we, when we're talking about, like, grades and getting accepted into colleges and things like that. But I know why it's there, and it's crucial at times. Um, but, like, when it comes to HBCUs and things like that, I definitely feel like they're a necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, I know, and I know it's a thing where a lot of people get mad that there's HBCUs and not things for other minorities, but there are actually like, I think institutions for a lot of Latinos. Um, But I, I wouldn't be upset if there was something that catered to Asian or Native Americans, or Middle Easterns, or um, people in different types of people in that sense. But I do think when when you are applying to college as a Black kid, sometimes it can be very hard because there are stereotypes um, about, you know, Black kids being lazy and not wanting to do work and coming from a, a hard a hard background and things like that. And it's hard when you're when you're not like any of those, like what they expect you to be and you're not that. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so uh, that leads into a question. Oh yeah. Go ahead, Kaylee. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I just wanted to say Adriana said something about like how it shouldn't even be a thing sometimes. And that made me think of, I have friends who are Middle Eastern and like when we were getting into the National Achiever Society, they have like on their records and their documents, they had to check white because there was nothing there for them. But mm-hmm. that, like they're not, they're Middle Eastern. And they were, I remember talking to one of my friends and she was just kind of upset because like, she's really smart and she has like high grades and she qualified to be in it. But because like her ethnicity wasn't an option, she just missed on that opportunity. And so just when Adriana said it shouldn't be an option all the time, I think that just like made me think of that. And I wanted to bring that up. Definitely. So, oh, go back. Go ahead, Adriana. Go, go. We have enough Just time. really quickly. Um, this is a huge thing for me sometimes um, because I'm Caribbean and mm-hmm. Caribbean, also West Indian, it's the same thing. Um, and not um, African-American. And I, ever since I was little, I would always, like I didn't feel comfortable checking myself off as African-American. 
because I'm not African-American. And I feel like that's what people need to understand. Um, and it just felt so weird always having to choose African-American, even though, yes, I know I'm black, but there's like levels to being black right. and African-American yeah. is not, you know, a part of my level. So, you know, but, you know, I have to deal with it. And at one point when I was in the fourth grade, I had put Pacific Islander because mm. I was like, wait, I'm I'm from the islands, like I'm Caribbean, so that must mean me, right? And then my teacher was like, Adriana, no, that's not you. Put black, you're African American. I was just like, yeah, I mean, I I like to put black because I'm black, but I just wish they didn't have African American there or something, or even like when they put um Hispanic or Latino, I wish they would also put Caribbean there. Mm. So, but I don't know. Okay, so they got me two questions. Let's do, let me do my second one. That was my first one. Is actually for uh, Adrian, is actually for you and Iana. I want you, so because you are two, two or more, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, different races or ethnicities, how do you feel having to, with me checking that box off, really have to choose between one? Because it's not like, Feeling all that you uh, feel that uh, that you all are in most cases is you're one or the other, and if you put other, then you got to write that. But then you still. So how does it feel having to choose between one side of yourself? Uh, okay, um, I would just point this out. When we first started, I just said I'm Caribbean American, and Adriana said, "Okay, we're sisters." But I have to point that out. But and she said that she's Portuguese and a Caribbean American. I feel like I just say Caribbean American because it's just so much easier um, to, like, choose one. And, like, I live with my mom, so it's, like, that's, like, who I grew up around, mostly the, like, Caribbean Americans or, like, Caribbeans. So that's why I just, like, choose one over the other because it's just so much harder, like, explaining yourself and all that other stuff. So, yeah. Um. So growing, I didn't grow up um, having like Portuguese, like family and learning Portuguese and um, all the kind of culture that, you know, you would normally learn growing up with your family. Mm -hmm. And it almost felt like I was an imposter mm -hmm. saying that I'm Portuguese because it's like, okay, well, I mean, I am Portuguese, but... I don't know enough as the average Portuguese American would know. And I obviously don't look Portuguese. Um, but at the end of the day, I am more um, Caribbean than Portuguese. So obviously I'm going to choose that one over the other. But I do, I do feel kind of just like, it's kind of like a touchy subject for me because um, you know, I'm I'm Portuguese, but at times I just feel like I'm lying because I I wish I could know more about my roots, but I just don't. Mm. Okay. So my next uh, question, and is actually if you have a story about a time that you felt that you were a tokenized minority, that because of you know your race, your ethnicity. 
that they put you in this spot or they put you as the star or something close at eye that everybody can say so, so like you're you're the you know why then i say so that we are diversity that we have diverse in this in our program i i will give a story that i've definitely been a tokenized african-american um i'm also a tokenized well from my my standpoint as i want to do musical theater dancing high school now you don't see a lot of guys doing dancing you know, see a lot of African American guys doing dancing. So I am like front center every single time. And I, it's like, I appreciate that, that they see. And it's not like they say, oh, Christian, you're so talented, y'all, stuff like that. But because of you're so talented, they expect you to do stuff stereotype. So I, I know, I know hip hop. Yes, I do. But they expect me to know every single type of hip hop, Kronk. Uh, beatboxing, uh, all that, all that stuff, and putting right in front and be like, "You're gonna do this solo, and you're gonna do it because you're the only person that we know who could do it." Now they didn't say because you're black, but underlined, you know, oh, it's because you're black, and we stereotype you as that cast. So, have y'all felt tokenized before, uh, Kaylee? I'm gonna say I can't think like of a big story, but I know there's definitely been multiple occasions where I feel like I'm the only um like I don't belong like when you're in a majority white space it's just like there's certain things that you have to do or act or I just feel like sometimes uncomfortable when I'm like the only person in a majority white space I know probably you guys have experienced that too but it's just that not necessarily tokenized for me I can't think of like a time I've been pushed to like be the front and center like you have but I just think there's that level of discomfort and awkwardness that you can feel in white spaces. Mm-hmm. Jennifer? Um, well, my mind just went blank for a second, but I too have, I don't have a very large story or specific time I've ever felt I've been tokenized and I'm very fortunate to have a very diverse friend group as well and within my close friend group there are other Asian Americans in them in in it as well um but I feel like this is gonna be sound a little different but a time that I have felt or like had that feeling of being used for like diversity isn't within my own personal life but within like the media like um a specific one was like jk rowling in her harry potter series the character cho chang very very tokenized character i mean the one like the there's only just one and there was other asian characters i think as well but cho chang they're very i felt very tokenized as well mm-hmm. that makes sense like within the media you don't i don't growing up i didn't see a lot of asian representation and when it was it was always like a side character and them being very stereotyped as well mm-hmm. anybody else have a actual like story or something that they've seen like it could be in the media too as well Adriana. 
So I came first. I brought this up in the last podcast where um, I was cho- chosen, ch- chose, <laughs> <laughs> I was um, chose for a role mm-hmm. um, and I couldn't, you know, I wasn't fit for the role, but they only chose me because I was black and I was like, okay, should I even still do it? But um, I still decided to do it. But there, when you look at the media, sometimes there's just a lot of like, like I've been, I guess sometimes I've been labeled the token black friend. Sometimes I see it myself. Um, Like last year or the year, last year I was sitting at a table with my friend, but all her other friends were white. Mm-hmm. And I was just the only black person at that lunch table. And I was mm-hmm. like, yep, um, you know, <laughs> looks very much <laughs> like I, I was just like, okay, I look very much out of place here because like two tables down was the all black tables. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think I need to be over there. But, <laughs> but um, I've definitely um, seen myself with um, a lot of white people, even though I do have majority black friends, I do see people like, okay, like I know they can probably tell, okay, she's sometimes whitewashed or things like that. Jennifer? Um, I feel like Kaylee said that as well and Adriana. Um, when when I am surrounded by just white people, it does make me make me feel very out of place and very. It makes me scared that they're gonna be like, "Oh, we're so diverse because you're there." It makes me very scared that they're gonna say that. And I, and I, had um, as bad as it sounds, I have imagined myself in this situation of being like, "What if they do say that? What do I say back? Do I go like, um, no, what you said was wrong? I don't think so." But. If I'm like at a store, school, and I'm in, and I'm in a group where it's just white, oh, like white people, and then me, I do feel very uncomfortable. Yana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna talk about the my story when. I'm gonna talk about this my story when I feel like I was being used for like my race or whatever. Um, So I feel like a lot of people use like, You okay, you okay, wait, you okay? (laughs) You just, do you need to think about it? Think about it real quick? Okay, uh, Ariana, do you have a story? Um, I don't know if you guys my computer or not, if you can, sorry. But um, I don't think I really have, like, I can't really think of anything right now because I know like, especially like in middle school and high school and my later years of um, elementary school, I've always kind of, like I've always been surrounded by other minorities, especially like a lot of black people. But it probably was like, Sometimes when I was younger, I didn't really like catch on to it because I didn't really know anything about race back then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Okay, I'm gonna just say that I feel like people use um the like West Indians. I feel like a lot of people don't understand what West Indian culture is and they think we're just Indian but we're Caribbean. Um and I but I feel like people use a lot of West Indians um for like various things. Um and I feel like a lot of Caucasians mm-hmm. talk about the uh, the Caribbean as like um, like a vacation spot, like nobody lives there, and like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've been in, I've been like teachers have talked to me about like how I'm Caribbean and like how it's such a nice nice vacation spot, but like I don't, he doesn't see how people live there every single day mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like that's annoying. But um, I've never really been used for it. I mean, people ask me like things about the Caribbean um, and like places that they could travel or whatever. And then in the last podcast, I talked about how someone told me like my hair is nice because I'm Caribbean or whatever. And I feel like looks is like a really big thing for like Caribbean girls. Um, and yeah. Ariana, can start your hand up first, and Adriana, then we move on um, to the next question. Going off of like what Iana said about like people talking about like certain places like of the world. Sorry about the word thing. Um, <laughs> a place in the world being like a vacation spot. I actually, for my English class, I actually had to watch like a TED talk where a woman was like. She grew up, I think she said, um, in Nigeria, but somewhere like in Africa. And so, like, she grew up reading books, like, from other, like, countries that didn't really represent her. And then when she came to America to study, that her roommate thought, like, she didn't know how to read. She was, like, they didn't have any books, any um, power, running water, electricity, like, anything like that. And so that kind of just goes to show like how stereotypes, especially ones like that were taught so young, like from our history books in our schools, how um, they really like change our perspective on something and only like show one side because like people will show like one side of like a country or a continent, mm-hmm. but not show the other side to it. Asia. So kind of um, like uh, bouncing off of what Iana and Ari said, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the Caribbean, people love, like I have a, um, a teacher right now. I was like, oh, I'm from, I told her because she was talking about something and she had asked a question and I was like, oh, I've been to da 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 da. She was like, oh, where's that? And I was like, oh, well, that's in St. Kitts and Nevis. She was like, oh my gosh, I love St. Kitts and Nevis. Well, she said St. Kitts because whenever I talk about St. Kitts and Nevis, which is a country in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. everybody tends to leave out Nevis and only talk about St. Kitts because it's been commercialized by white people. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would talk about that and stuff like that. And what is upsetting sometimes 
is how people love the Caribbean so much and want to go there for vacation, get their hair braided on the beach and things like, and drink daiquiris and things like that. But it's like, okay, but you don't know like the real life, like what actually goes on in the Caribbean outside of your resort. Like things are pretty tough out there sometimes. When, I think it was when Hurricane Irma and Maria happened, um, the United States was talking about um, Puerto Rico, like, oh my gosh. Um, and they had only gotten, I think it was like Irma. They Maria didn't even come to them, I believe. But they had like so much destruction, but they had failed to recognize the U.S. Virgin Islands, which is where my mom was born. Like um, Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands are both commonwealths. They're both the same thing. They're both territories. But everybody had failed to recognize the U.S. Virgin Islands. And we were doing almost much worse than Puerto Rico's because we got hit by two hurricanes, not one. And almost three, Hurricane Juan almost hit us too. And everybody just forgot about us, like the news outlets, all these different things. And if you kind of look at it, it might just be racism a little bit, mm -hmm. being the fact that most people from the U.S. Virgin Islands are dark skin or black. Oh. And in Puerto Rico, it's very much different than that. So I, I feel like people should just take into understanding that there's two sides to every story, especially when it comes to countries. And mm -hmm. I think when it comes to a lot of Americans and Caucasians coming over to these third world countries or different countries and building them up in a way, they leave out the people that are actually from there. Mm. All right. Uh, I know Ariana had her hand up. I saw then Kaylee. Then we got to go to our next question. Yeah, I'm lucky you kind of about to go off topic a little bit, but like I know y'all probably seen like people who go on like mission trips in places in Africa to like give back. So one thing about that is that people go over there to try and like build up communities and build up villages to um basically for publicity to you know like have people look them like oh you're such a great person and stuff like that but i feel like what a lot of people fail to understand that um a lot of these countries especially in africa have been stripped exploited you know what I mean, like of their um, natural resources by European countries, especially France, like France is getting most of their wealth from Haiti and other um, African countries through imperialism. And I feel like that's not talked about a lot for some reason, because a lot of these countries like are now looking like they're looking for structures of government and they're looking for them like in. Yes, they definitely do have white ceremonies, these mission trips. But like they're looking for um, structures of government and they're looking for them in corrupt people. And then because of like the extreme poverty, like the there's nobody doing anything about these corrupt officials and all these other things. And then it's like it's crazy because in this book that I'm reading, uh, Brief History of Seven Killings, it's based in Jamaica. And it was basically like basically white people came over to Jamaica and kind of like stripped them of their what they had and then now and then they brought like violence and guns to their country and then now it's like chaos mm. 
in the country. Okay, Kaylee, and then we're going on to our last two questions. Go ahead, Kaylee. I wanted to talk about Hawaii because Adriana was talking about how, like, everything's been so commercialized, like, in fa- for white people and in favor of white people. And, like, right now, there's, like, extreme flooding and, like, landslides and mudslides happening in, like, indigenous communities in Hawaii. And the only thing that's publicized about Hawaii is, like, the resorts and the vacations and, like, and even their culture has been so appropriated and monetized for white people. And it's just like, but you're not, like Adriana was saying, you're not focusing on the people that are there. You're not focusing on the people who have been there for centuries and who like, that's their land, that's their home. You know what I mean? So like, I was just thinking about that. Oh, all right, Ariana, say, say what you just said. Uh... She just said something in a prior chat. Go ahead, tell what did you say? I was just saying, like in Hawaii, like a lot of indigenous people have been getting pushed out. And I'm pretty sure that their homeless rate is like the highest. And because there are a lot of people who are moving to uh Hawaii, um, it's like wealthier people who are driving up the uh property values of houses, uh corrupting the beaches, um, and also something. I read something, actually I learned something in history class where the um the Hawaiian, one of the Hawaiian princesses, she was overthrown by like American, I'm pretty sure like white coconut farmers, I think, because they didn't get their way with mm-hmm. the country and they like the people of Hawaii didn't want their resources to be stolen. Okay. So let's let me go to our um our next our last two questions. And our, our, um, our second last question is, in our Kardashian world, to think all, you know, all in, our, in, a, in a Kardashian world, do you think that interracial relationships will become the new norm? If so, then how do you interpret, interpret minorities? Uh, hmm. Adriana. Um. I definitely, I had, I think it was, uh, it was like a, that geography, um, like website, TV broadcast book thing. Mm -hmm. Um, They had talked about how by maybe 2050 or 100 years from now or whenever in the future, they had showed like multiple faces and it was like, this is what the world is going to look like. And all these people were like mixed. Yeah, and it was like it's because you know now it's more of a acceptable thing, and sometimes I I love to see it. I love to see it. Um, uh, I think it's so cool and great how people are intermingling and you know learning about each other and people looking so different and us as minorities and just like people of um mixed race and things like that getting put out like if you could see her you can be her mm-hmm. like um i i definitely feel like now although it's also being fetishized which is disgusting i do like the fact that there's more you know like there's there's more of a 
wider spectrum now for people to relate to, like uh, Asian, white and Asian mixes and Blasian and South Pacific and Southeast Asian or like, you know, different different mixes that now people who like at first I didn't think there was any black and Portuguese mixes. Like I didn't think so. Like, and the people, my family that my mom had told me about in Portugal, they are white. They're, they're not mixed like me. They don't have black in them. And, um, when, when I had found other people or heard about black Portuguese people, I was just like, like, yo, like that's, that's, that's cool. Like there's finally somebody who's like out there like me. Um, and I think that that's only going to get progress and get better as we go on with more time. So I do feel like, um, you know, being mixed and having more of a widened spectrum will happen. Mm-hmm. Kaylee. Okay, so I just wanted to say, like Adriana was saying, there's like so much of a spectrum and there's so many different things. Like seeing representation is so, so important because I think a lot of people think interracial, they just think like black and white. And so then you have all these other mixes where it's like Adriana was saying, where you have black and Portuguese, you have Caribbean and Portuguese. And so like representing all the different types of interracial relationships I think is really important instead of just the default, which is what I think happens a lot in media. I saw a tweet the other day, somebody was literally like, y'all know there's more interracial couples than just white and black. And it was, and then people were like replying with examples of like commercials and like different shows and stuff where it's strictly that. And they're like, oh, it's so diverse, but that's not accurate representation of people. Real people, so yeah. Jennifer. I agree, and there is definitely have been times, this is like um, like a personal story kind of, that there's definitely been times where when I, when I see a cute guy that I, that I find attractive, or like my friends are telling me, oh, you should talk to this person. Um, there's always like either that initial thought, like, yeah, I should go do it, love. Um, but then there's always like that thought in the back of my head, like what if I'm, what if like they see me and they're gonna like fetishize me, just mm-hmm. disgusting. And like when I specifically look at a white guy, my like like other white girls are probably like, oh, I wonder if if he's into blonde hair or blue eyes. I'm really thinking like does he hate me like does he is does he look with me and think of like disgust and but yeah like but i love like in sorry if i'm saying this wrong but interracial marriages and um relationships but yeah iana okay i agree i agree with jennifer um i'm like scared to like even if it's like like even within my own race, like even with like black guys, I'm like, oh my gosh, like maybe he doesn't even like black girls. Or maybe even if it's like an Asian guy, like maybe he doesn't like Asian. I mean, maybe he doesn't like black girls, he likes Asian girls. Maybe he just likes white girls. And it's always like, that's like always in my head. <laughs> Jennifer, did you have something? 
And I think that um, that also goes with goes with um, people within the same group or race as well. I mean, when sometimes when I look at an Asian guy, I wonder if well, will he even like me, or is he only going to go for a white girl because white girls are like the normalized beauty standards, which is really sad. And so now, not only am I worried about white like white guys or like other races, I'm worried about my own race. Mm-hmm. Adriano. Um, I feel like it also like I I definitely and I feel like a lot of people of color, whether it be non-binary men or women, um, whatever you identify as, I feel like they the people that they are attract are attracted to that aren't the, the people that they are attracted to that are a different um, race or ethnicity, they'll be like, okay, like, th- does he like me? Like, like I like if I like somebody who is not black or even black, I'll be like, okay, well, does he does he think I'm cute? Like, I know like I'm black. Like, he might not even like black girls, or he might not even look my way because I'm black. Or if they're black, okay, well, does he like like dark skin girls? Like, like is he is he gonna like me? Like, I know he might go for light skin girls. And this is like, like I know this is not only in the black community where there's a lot of colorism that is that goes along with this topic. Um, but I feel like it's a huge topic where people need to stop being. Um, what's that word? People like where they're like, I have a preference. Oh, like, I only like a type like that. Girls. that. It's like how do how do you how do you only like somebody because of their the color of their skin? How did that work? And I uh, before area because I do I because I want to at least give well my because I'm a guy so and you know think but because I y'all asked me well, I know uh, Adriana Ariana Aniana y'all three definitely asking do I only like white girls? That has been a question that has been asked about me and. My answer has always been no. I've never like said, "Oh yeah, I'm only attracted to white girls." Now it seems like that because like the pattern, of, like the girls that I've quote unquote dated, but like quote unquote dated. But when there's like Kaylee, she's it's, it's the celebrity like, crushes Christian. That's what it is. <laughs> you said it, not me, King. You but said it. It's when it comes to, like even like the girls that I like. I'm not really a pick and choose of really race because race is not the number one thing that I think about. I know Adriana's like, oh, but uh, but seriously, like the race is really not the number one thing I think about. It's always the personality. And then just like, if you're whatever, you whatever. Because that's like, that's just personally me. But when it comes to, I do sometimes do fear that even with black girls, do they like me as a not, if, if I'm like, because I've been told you're not black enough. So by many black girls. So that's what that's the fear on me that if I like somebody, is she gonna like me? And she's like, you're not black enough for me. Like I I don't like you because you're not black enough. Or and that's just for any race. Or they for like even white girls, they say, Oh, you're not the black person I think you would be. So there's like the stereotype. So any anybody's that's the fear I have is that are they gonna say, Oh Th- that's wrong is so I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's yeah, wrong. And I'd be yeah. fearful for any black person that fits into their mold i'd be fearful for any black person that fits yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely that. um iana and then i'm sorry in the area okay um 
Um, I feel like a lot of like a lot. The reason why a lot of black boys don't really like go through um black girls is because they're like oh they're ghetto or they're like ratchet or they don't know how to handle themselves or keep up with themselves. And I feel like that's not like for everybody. And like I feel like some like I'm not gonna say I'm whitewashed, but um. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I feel like, so that's not always, like, for everybody, like, because I grew up in majority white areas, I went to private school, and so I'm not, like, that, how they would think a typical black girl is, mm-hmm. and, like, that's the kind of mindset they have in their head, so they don't even try, like, talking to a black girl, which I think is, like, very dumb, but amen. Ariana, then we're gonna answer our last question. Um, this is a thing with like preference. I think there's a difference between like being like, oh, I would never date uh, a black girl because they're all this is and the third, and then kind of like having a fear of being faced with like anti like blackness from like other groups, especially like with like white people because because like I know like I've seen in interracial relationships um that like someone like a white person can be with a black person but still hold like racist I'm so sorry y'all still like them and their family can still hold racist views yeah and that's just that's my thing all right, so let's get to our last question because we're already on overtime. So I'm trying to make sure I go. But our last question is to answer the question that the title, the title of the episode is: Is can minorities coexist? Can we actually, really, truly, or how I want to put this? Can we actually understand each other from even like just how? the world sees us can we understand our different points of views and say okay yeah i know exactly how you feel i and get and bounce back as time progress and as we're starting to get more like the question like the, the last question was um informative about different cultures and races and we're starting to uh, intertwine different cultures and races so can minorities truly coexist now uh who wants to take this one? I don't care. Kaylee? 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 Um, oh, Kaylee. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I think we definitely can. I mean, we don't really have a choice, to be honest. Like, we're here. We're here. We have to. We have to. But I think what I was thinking of when you said that is, like, immediately what came to my mind was the colorblind, the colorblind thing. And people are like, I don't see race and I don't see color. And I think that's like just so damaging because like that's your culture. Like that's a part of who you are. And so saying, I don't see race is just like saying that you don't see a part of someone. And I don't know, that's just like the first thing that I kind of thought of like, we have to coexist and we have to be respectful and tolerant of one another and like open and willing to learn about each other. Mm-hmm. Adriana. Um, I definitely have seen um, clashes a lot of the times, like, um, there has been a lot of clashes between 
Korean Americans and Black Americans. Um, back in the 90s um, in California, a Black girl, a little Black girl, she had walked into a Korean-owned um, supermarket, and he thought that she was stealing orange juice, I believe, mm. and he shot and killed her. Wow. But she 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 didn't steal. And this caused a huge uprising. And I feel terrible that I had forgotten her name, but I will never forget her story. But um, this caused a huge uprising between a lot of Asian and Black communities. And like even today um, in um, certain communities, there's there's. And especially I do see it like when you see it in um, media and, you know, hood movies and things like that, especially in California, the California where they do have a lot of um, minority based clans, they'll have like on the east side, the Asians against the blacks. And then on the west side, they'll have the Hispanics against the Asians or the Hispanics against like it's it's all like a lot of the times it's all um, race-based or ethnically based. And I was watching um, the, the new movie called, that's gonna come out called like Boogie or something with Pop Smoke in it, oh, um, where the main characters are black and Asian and they're like together as a love interest. And I was reading the comments and the, somebody in the comments said, finally, uh, hood movie where they bring the black and Asians together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, at the end of the day, like the past and the history, we, a lot of um, minorities have had clashes between each other, but I'm not gonna look at, like if people in past in America, if black people have had issues with Korean Americans and there's a lot of like Korean Americans that have black beauty um, stores and things like that. And a lot of black people tend to not like that. But I'm not going to look at a Korean person, an average Korean Joe walking down the street. I'm not going to look at them any differently. So I do feel like we coexist. We can coexist like great. And um, it's just, you know, sometimes there might be certain things where people might not like about the other, but that's a personal problem. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we are all one. Like as Jamaica says, their motto, out of many, one. So, and I feel like that should be the whole world's motto. Out of many, we are one. Mm -hmm. Jennifer. I completely agree with what Adriana said. I think we are able to, we can coexist um, to, I guess, an extent, because even though we can coexist and we have our moment, we have like times we agree with each other, like how we feel when we're around like white people. Mm -hmm. And, but we also within our own groups, we have different struggles and different problems. So sorry if you hear any background noises. Um, so some, so like, one race can't truly relate to another race or one ethnicity can't truly relate to another ethnicity. But I feel like we could still coexist, if that makes sense. Like I will never truly understand 
um, how a black person feels or how a uh, Latinx person feels at the end of the day, because I, I grew up and I am Asian American. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Ariana. Um, going off of what Adriana and I think Kaylee said, I definitely think like a lot of the media definitely like perpetrates and pushes those like stereotypes about certain um like communities because I know like as far as the Asian community goes, like a lot of times in Western media they're like working in nail salons, they have similar haircuts, they speak in a certain vernacular and stuff like that. And it's like that kind of like plays into the stereotype. Oh, okay. That plays into the stereotype. Um, especially like ones that people say all the time. Pause a moment. Um while Ariana's dealing with something. Iana? Can minorities coexist? That's the question. <laughs> you good, Ariana? Okay, go finish your thing. But I think, I think like society in general has to change because a reason why a lot of people like have some type of um what's that word called some type of like pressure i guess to just say some type of like pressure towards like certain groups of people um is based on the stereotypes and like things just misconceptions okay uh, yeah <laughs> the question is um can minorities coexist and this is saying that as minorities, can we truly or partly understand each other when it comes to just against the majority, like what everyone else has said? So, what you yes, I think we do. I feel like what the Asian community is going through right now, the Black community went through, the Hispanic community went through. Like we all, look, like we all can understand each other, and I feel like sometimes. Other communities think that they're better than other communities, which I think is very lame because we all go through some of the same things and deal with the same issues. Mm-hmm. And like the the Native American community, they go they they deal with like not getting resources that they should be. The Black community also went through that with um, Flint, Michigan, and stuff like that. So I feel like we all like can understand each other. Okay, all right, Ariana, and then we're gonna close. Yeah, I definitely think like when you're being discriminated against by the majority, like it's you kind of have no choice but to relate to other minorities. And it may not be on the same like scale, but you there's no other choice, there's no other option. Yeah. All right. So I want to say thank you, everybody. And before we go, I always give a goal. I only have one, I actually have two goals for everybody that's listening. Thank you for uh, the people that's listening uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and also the people that's watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe and hit that bell to get all the notifications. Ooh, I, sound like you, I sound like YouTuber. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. So, uh, 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 oh, the goals, right? So, number one goal is, is for anybody. Learn the culture of any ethnicity, 
any rate, like learn the culture and try to, because when you learn it, you'll be able to expand your knowledge on the, on, on the culture and start to find, because when you learn stuff, it opens your eyes to things that you might not have seen. So when you learn about uh, the Latinx community and how their culture is, you, now you see stuff now like, wow, they go through this the same way that I grew up through this. Because you don't really notice it until you actually got, you really got to sit down, look, study your, study, study everything and be like, and then you could make connections like, okay, so we're all connected. So we're not really segregated. We need to be together in things because each of us are intertwined in something. We have shared our pain, our joy, our laughter, our cries together in some way, in some form. And once we notice and figure that out, we will literally be unstoppable because the more knowledge you gain, there's, there's really not, there's no disadvantage to gaining more knowledge. There's only advantages. So think about that. That's a number one, uh, the first goal. And the second goal is can, as the question again, can minorities coexist? The answer is yes. But your goal is make it happen. Make your coexisting happen. Make sure that when you're looking, don't just stay in one race, even if it's your own race, or if it's just try to combine, be everything. Because once you do that, it goes with, once you do that, you open your eyes to different cultures and different races and ethnicities and things, and even religions too, that when you do that, you open your eyes to the world, something that you might not have seen before. Because again, now I'm just, the normal or the big goal is open your freaking eyes to the world. Find things in the world that you don't see. Yes. That's the goals. Okay. Now, I want to say thank you to everybody that's listening. Kaylee, Jennifer, Adriana, Ariana, and Iana. Thank you so much. Um, give us your Instagram if you want to. Kaylee. Uh, I don't ever remember. Okay. It's underscore Kaylee Jacobs. Okay. Jennifer. Okay. Mine's very... um. um Repetitive, but it's J J E N N I I F E R T R A N. Okay, Adriana, go follow me on the gram at AMS underscore Adriana A D R I A N A. So it's AMS underscore Adriana. Okay, Ariana. My Instagram is Ari A R I dot M N with two underscores. Okay. Iana? My Instagram is S-H-S-I-I-A-N-A. -S -I -I okay. And my Instagram is at IDK with Christian. And if you want to follow my personal personal account, it is C Bartney, C-B-A-R-T-N-E-Y. That's how you spell my last name, if you didn't notice. But I want to say thank you to everybody. Our next episode is going to be a really good one, just like this one. It's called IDK, the inside look into an entertainer's mind. We got some athletes, some pro uh, producers on this, uh, future producers, future actors, fashion designers, and everything going on. I cannot wait to get this started. It's going to be so amazing. Also, like I said, from a YouTuber, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Hit the bell. And if, if you have any... Uh, Ideas that what you want me to talk about? Who do you want me to invite? DM me on IDK with Christian. And for my Apple Podcast and Spotify listeners, please rate this five five out of five. That's what I think. 
Yes. Okay. Also, if you go to my uh, link in my Instagram, there's a donation. If you feel so generous, anything, anything counts, even a dime, a nickel, a dollar, $20. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just please, if any way you help me out as I'm building this podcast up, I want to say thank you to everybody who has listened. And I want to say thank you to all my guests. And I think it's time to exit out. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs>